What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 15 of The Baseline. I'm back, Eddie Montanez, here with Zach Zavonchik. So we're going to first start off with Kevin Gosman, and he's been pitching very well for the Blue Jays. He has a zero ERA to start the season. And honestly, it's very surprising. I definitely thought Manoa was the best pitcher on the Blue Jays. I do. I definitely do think he still is. Gosman is just having a very hot start. I'm sh- he's obviously not going to have the zero ERA for the whole year. I'm sure he's going to get it up to like a four at one at some point. Uh, that rotation hasn't honestly been doing the best. I see Bassett's getting shelled a lot. I don't really know how Manoa's doing, but obviously Gosman's doing very good. And those bats, I don't really know how they're doing either. I see that Bichette's doing very well. And I think I see Vladdy hit a nuke. I don't know how he's doing. I only saw he hit one home run. Yeah, I mean, they're – their lineup's looking pretty good. I mean, a lot of them are batting over a three or a three or close to it. But, yeah, I mean, Kevin Gosman coming up his first two starts, 12 innings, zero ERA. I mean, he gave up 12 hits, but to still have a zero ERA after giving up 12 hits is kind of crazy. I mean, he 14 strikeouts, too. Like you were saying, I could see them numbers more coming out of Manoa than Gosman, but, I mean, I never thought Gosman was a bad pitcher. I mean, he was – you know, he's a good number three, but, I mean, overall, I mean, Blue Jays aren't doing terrible. I mean, I think Vladdy's batting like 400 right now. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just thought that was that was cool to see. You I mean, pitcher at least six innings a game. I mean, he's going deeper than a lot of other people are at this point. Yeah, he's, he's doing very good. He's doing very good for the first his first two starts. I think he's pitching tonight. I'm not too sure who they're playing, but – We'll see how he does tonight. I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's gonna go out there, probably shoving, and he's in. A, I'm sure he has it in his head. Like I haven't allowed a run. Let's go out there and let's do it again. Like I'm sure he has that. Let's go get him mentality. Like every pitcher has. Yeah, I mean he's probably gonna go into the game. Normally still has a zero ARA, but I mean you can't beat yourself up. But if you give up a run tonight or give up a couple runs tonight, cause, I mean it's still like I said, it's still early. Still doing pitching fairly well. I mean he already has 14 strikeouts on the air, so. It's a good start. Now we're going to talk about who, in my opinion, I think is the best hitter in all of baseball. We have Luis Arias as the first ever Marlin hit for the cycle, and honestly, I think that's nuts. For him to come over to a team and not even be on the team for a month and hit for the cycle is gross. He's batting like a 535. He's leading the league with 22 hits. Like, the guy's an absolute monster. He's a freak. Lindor has 18 strikeouts, and this guy has 22 hits. That's gross. Like, he's a beast. <laughs> yeah, I mean – like, like we always said, he's arguably, if not the best hitter in baseball right now. I mean, he's – I don't think – you don't think you're slowing him down at all. I mean, he's – I mean, he's batting a 537. That's that's insane. I mean, 22 for 41 to start the year, that's – I mean, he won the batting title last year, batted 316. I I mean, I could, I could see him going back-to-back to batting title this year. I mean, obviously, I want to see Judge win it, but, I mean, he's he's an insane hitter. There's no pitch that that guy can't hit. Like no. he, like it's crazy. His bat to ball skills is insane. His bat speed is in is ridiculous. His bat speed is ridiculous. He could, he could be sitting fastball and then he could see that the off speed's coming and adjust to it so quickly and just absolutely hit it. Like it's disgusting how good he is. I mean, even second baseman, he's not a bad second baseman either. I mean, fielding, fielding wise. No, he he made some very good. He made he made some very nice plays against the Mets when we played him. I mean, what, what was his? He had two hits in every game that he played against the Mets, which is ridiculous. 
ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he still still has a thousand uh, field rating this year. So I mean, yeah, made, hasn't made that, that trade worked out so well in both ends. Obviously, we don't. They got uh, Pablo Lopez out of it, mm-hmm. who was a starter, who was their number two last year on Miami, and he's been doing very well for the Twins too. He's, I think, he has like a one three seven ERA. Like he's that trade worked out very well so far for both teams. But in my opinion, I definitely think in the long run, this tr- the Marlins won the trade. To be honest, because this guy's the best hitter in baseball. His bat to ball skills are ridiculous. Like there's no other way to like there's no way to get this guy out. He he car- he carries very very rarely. Like his eye is insane. Like there's times where he the ball the, the there's a ball called on him and it's. It's a borderline strike, and he just throws the bat because he knows it's a ball. Like, it's yeah. disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, he's going to be crazy to watch the rest of the year. I mean, if it's we're two weeks into the season and he's already has the cycle, he's already crushing the ball, I, I don't think he's slowing down. I definitely think he's going to end the year with, like, a 350. I think he's in the year with, like, a 360 average, bro. Like, yeah, I think he's definitely finishing better than he did last year. Yeah. Batting average oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, especially since like he's in the NL now, so yeah. he's definitely going to be playing more NL teams than AL teams. So I def and AL is better than the NL. So. That's what I mean. He he's played in the AL last year, and those teams are good good teams. I mean, hard to hit teams, and he still batted three sixteen last year. He was going neck, neck and neck with Judge last year. I mean, Judge was having the best year of his career last year. Couldn't miss. Especially with this shift, especially with this shift too. Like he was batting at three sixteen last year with a shift. Imagine yeah. like now he's he has no shift. There's no shift going to be played on him. He's actually just going to be hitting the ball wherever he wants. It, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he finishes the year. Now we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays and their eleven and zero start and. The Mets would be eleven and zero too if they played the Tigers, Nationals, and the Athletics. Yeah, so the teams the Rays play to start the year are a combined eleven and twenty-two right now. Don't That's- get me wrong; the Rays are mashing the ball like they are oh, killing absolutely. the baseball. They are killing the ball, but they're playing the three worst. They played the three worst teams in all of baseball their first three series. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think who's the, I think their next one's the Athletics or something, ain't it? I have no clue. I know they're playing the Red Sox right now. They just took one away. They just took one from the Red Sox. I'm hoping the Red Sox will win tonight. I don't want to see them 12-0. <laughs> they got to – yeah, their next series. Or, yeah. Or no, they played Tigers, Nationals, A's, Red Sox. Yeah, they're – yeah, you're you're playing bottom of the barrel teams, but like you said, they're still ripping the cover off the ball. I mean, Wander Franco's coming up, starting the season on on a tear. I mean, batting three level four home runs and ten RBIs. I mean, like like we said before, he he was great his first year or two. Then you kind of slowed down a little bit and really hear much about him. But I think you're going to hear a lot about him this year if he keeps playing as well he's as well as he's been. I mean, I'm glad to see him finally start coming back around to where he was before. And their rotation has been doing amazing, too. McClanahan's been doing very well. They have two pitchers, as with Gosman. There's four pitchers in the All-MLB that still have a zero ERA, and the Tampa Bay Rays have two of them in their starting rotation, Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs. That's insane. And you have McClanahan, who's been doing very well, too. I mean, 
like I said, I feel like a lot of teams would have a very good start if they played the Athletics, Nationals, and Tigers, but you got to give it to them. They're ripping the cover off the ball, and their starting mm-hmm. rotation is doing what they got to do. I mean, I still think this team right now could still hold their own against pretty much anybody at this point. But I mean, because you have you have the confidence. You're you're eleven and zero right now. I mean, they're self confidence through the roof right now. So I mean, they're probably gonna go out there and just keep ripping the ball, keep tearing the cover off the ball. Like you just you just feel good when you have a start that good and everybody's playing that well. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Rays, like they're very good. Don't get me wrong. They have Randy Rosarena. They have uh, Jake Lowe, who's hitting the ball very good. They have Brandon Lowe too. Like they have a bunch of re- very good bats. Wander Franco's been killing the ball. Their rotation, how I said, has been stout. They are doing very good. But they're also playing, how I said, how we both said, the bottom three teams in the whole MLB. I think that not only the Mets, but the Yankees would also have nine wins at least if they played the Athletics, Nationals, and Tigers. Yeah, I mean, I think the Yankees would would have a decent series with Red Sox just because it's, you know, division rivals. But – other than that, yeah, I mean, I think both teams can win seven, eight, maybe nine. Yeah, I. It's just crazy. I, their 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 schedule was very very easy to start the season. It was insane. They played the three worst teams in a row, like in a row, like what? Yeah. Now we have another team that's been surprising me, and I know it's been surprising Zach as well. The Pirates. You have Brian Reynolds absolutely destroying the ball. You had O'Neill Cruz. He just got hurt. He's going to be out for a good bit. That's going to hurt them a lot, I think. That's their star shortstop. He rips the cover off the ball. He's a great fielder, in my opinion. But on that left side of the infield, you also got Key Brian Hayes. And Key Brian Hayes is one of the best fielding third basemen in the whole league. Yeah. So the Pirates, honestly, they're 7-4. and four. They're surprising me a whole lot. I just saw that they hit a walk-off against the Astros two days ago. Brian Reynolds is – a freak like he's 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 carrying that team like he's very good like he, he he's gonna get paid what he wants he's gonna be a pirate he's gonna i think they're gonna extend him they're gonna have to that's that's what i was saying last week or the last week or two weeks or whatever they they just need to pay him whatever he wants i mean he's he's a tremendous bat I and mean, he's a great outfielder he's been playing well for them he wants to play for pittsburgh like there's not many people left that would want to play for Pittsburgh. And he's he's I think he's almost all in with them this year. But I don't even know the guy's name. Bay for them. Their second baseman. I think he, he hit the walk off the other day. Like you got a couple guys on that team that aren't big names, but are playing extremely well. I mean, Anyo Cruz, he came up. I mean, he was a bigger name coming up through them. He's been playing well. I you know, he broke his ankle. Colliding with the catcher the other day. I mean, that's, I think that's going to play a factor with them. But I mean, the other day when they hit that walk off, I mean, it, they're, they're still playing well. I mean, they, they beat the Astros without on your cruise. So I think they're going to struggle without them, but I don't think it's going to be the end of the world for them. I mean, as long as they keep this momentum going, I think they're going to have a really good season and surprise a lot of people. With the Astros, too, I wanted to touch on that. Altuve, them not having Altuve is huge. Like they're yeah. four and seven right now, and we all know Altuve is the best leadoff in baseball, the best second baseman in baseball. But like, he's such a good leadoff, and you need him on your team. He gets on base a lot. Like, I feel like that—that's a reason that the Astros are not five hundred right now. 
that's the I feel like if they have Altuve, they're over 500, in my opinion. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you don't realize how big of an impact one player makes until you see it in effect. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I said I don't think they're going to struggle that bad without him. They, they lost to the Pirates. Granted, it was a walk-off. It was a walk-off win for the Pirates, but still, they came back and won and beat the defending champs right now. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that plays out, too. I mean, they keep losing games like that. They're going to be in for a long season. There's one person I want to talk about that a rookie, and he's been doing very well his first 11 games. Jordan Walker was on a 10-game hit streak his first 10 games. It ended last night, unfortunately. But, dude, for for you to be a rookie and to get 10 hits, to get a hit in 10 straight games, that's very impressive. That's very, very impressive. Yeah, and, I mean, he came up kind of toward the end of spring training. They kind of told me he was coming up, and – Real young kid coming up, playing his heart out. I mean, he was, he was a great player in the minors, don't get me wrong, but to come up in, like you said, your first 10 games with the MLB and go on a 10-game hit streak, that's, that, that, that brings your self-confidence up. That shows, shows the league that you're there to play. I mean, it's, I'm glad to see young guys coming up and tearing, tearing it up like that. Yeah, I, I like Jordan Walker a lot. Like, it's not only that he's a, he's just the good like he's doing great at in the field like his he has the perfect build he's like six eight he's huge like he's massive literally mm-hmm. literally massive and he's coming out here doing this his first ten games like he's putting the league on notice like he like he's proven that he could hit MLB pitchers like he's not facing no double A single A triple A pitchers anymore you're at the big stage and he's proven that he could be up there there's no there's no reason. Like, there's a lot of teams that bring up people at the start of the year, like Volpe. I know Volpe's going to stay a Yankee, obviously. Yeah. But there's, like, a lot of teams that bring up rookie start the year to see how they are, and then they just demote them after, like, three weeks. There's no – Jordan Walker ain't going nowhere, no. and he knows that. He's here to provide for this team, and he wants to win. He wants to win a World Series for this team immediately. Like, he's proven that. And, I, I mean, he could be that missing piece for – the Cardinals this year. I mean, I've said it before. They they have a good caliber team that can come up and make it into the playoffs. They there's no reason they shouldn't make it in the playoffs every year. I mean, you have Aaron Otto, you have Goldschmidt, you have Jordan Walker now, you have Tyler O'Neill. Like those are players that could perform in the playoffs and could win a championship, but they just keep falling short every year. So I mean, maybe maybe having him could help them. Maybe that's their missing piece on making the playoffs this year or making it the championship game this year. Yeah, I definitely think that Jordan Walker is going to be a very, very big piece for them. Like how you said, maybe he was the piece last year. Maybe if they had him last year, they could have made it to the World Series and possibly won it. So I'm it, I'm very excited to see what this kid can keep contributing for the Cardinals and keep doing because if he can keep going like this, I think he's going to be a big problem. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're going to update you guys on our two favorite teams. So now we're going to talk about the Yankees first. And what I want to say about one of – I like – Franchi Cordero is a beast. He is murdering. Hi. Oh. oh, my God. I keep texting Austin about it. Like, Franchi Cordero is not a name that I thought I'd be hearing all the time hitting bombs. Like, I, this team is playing extremely well right now. I mean, yeah, Freshy Cordero, he's coming up and 
killing the ball. He has as many home runs as Aaron Judge does. Like, I mean, they're batting 249 for team average, which it's not extremely great, but I mean, that's that's an average batting average. That's a good batting average in the league. I mean, Glaber's coming up. He's kind of having a comeback year. I mean, batting 371, he has two home runs and six RBIs. But I mean, fielding-wise, he's doing extremely well. I mean, Judge has four home runs in 12 games. And then, like we said, Franchi bat two eighty four home runs at eleven RBIs in seven games. So I mean, he has as many home runs as Aaron Judge does in a few less games. That's that's insane. And it, I mean, pitching wise, pretty much everybody that I've been impressed by is Garrett Cole. I mean, he's three and zero. He's twenty two strikeouts already. It's one point four all ERA. And Johnny Brito, that's another guy that I've been extremely impressed by. So far this year, I mean, he's two games in, he's two and all. He has eight strikeouts and he has a sub one ERA, and he's young. So, I mean, if he can keep putting these numbers up, I think he's going to be their number four, number five going later in the year. But, I mean, bullpen wise, pretty much just been Wandy Peralta coming out. I mean, it's five games, seven strikeouts, and four and two thirds inning, but he still has a zero ERA. So, He's pretty much been our bullpen so far. I mean, everybody else has kind of been getting hit around. I mean, not doing terrible. I mean, no one – I don't think anybody in the bullpen's getting killed right now, but, I mean, it could be better. Uh, what I have to say about the Yankees is Cole's been doing very good. I think that once this bull, once this rotation gets Rodon and Severino back, that this, this rotation's yeah. probably going to be unstoppable. Like, they've – like how you said, they aren't. They've been hitting pretty good. Cordero's ripping the cover off the ball. Volpe's having a tough start, obviously. Yeah. But it, all rookies are gonna have that problem. He's not gonna. He's not gonna do this all year. He's not just gonna shit the bed all year for you guys. He's a very good defensive shortstop. When he gets on base, he steals a lot of bags. He's providing for the team, even though his average is not the best. Yeah, I mean, fielding wise, he's still doing tremendous. I mean, I think he's. Still almost perfect on the year defensive-wise, but hitting-wise, I mean, when he gets on base, like you said, he's he's stealing bags, he's scoring runs, but it's I think his problem is just getting on base now. Like hit, getting the hits, I mean, he only has a handful of hits on a year. I, I think he'll come around later in the year. Yeah, like how I said, when I when this rotation could get Rodon back and Severino back, I saw Rodon got pushed back a little later. Because yeah. I don't, because of something, I don't know what it was, but I saw that he's going to be back a little later than expected. But how I said, with the same thing as Verlander, it's smart to do. You don't want him to come back eighty percent and pitch for you guys, and then you tweak something again, and you don't, you guys don't have him in the late games in October. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think that's a very smart decision by Rodon and Boone and everyone in the Yankees organization to keep pushing him back until they know he's one hundred percent healthy. Because how you said, Johnny Brito's doing his job very well. He's coming in doing tremendous. Garrett Cole is obviously doing very good. Nestor Cortez, we know how he did last year. He's he's very good. Yeah, I mean Nestor's kind of off to a little bit of a rough start, but like I again, I don't see him being having a hard time for the rest of the year. I mean, I think this is just his first couple games getting loose, getting back into it again. Yeah, I the only the only one in that rotation I think that's really struggling, in my opinion, is Clark Schmidt. Yeah. So which I mean, he has games too where he can come in and shut him down, but just he just doesn't have it this year. 
I know a lot of people are trying to get him pushed back down the, the minors again, but I mean, you got to give him a chance. I mean, he's coming up, he's pitching, but he's just not getting the results that I think he wants. Now we're going to talk about something that's been pissing me off all day. Here we go. So this is what I got to say about this team. It boggles my mind that Francisco Lindor is still our three hitter and he has 18 strikeouts. Your best hitter on the team has to see an at-bat in the first inning. Jeff McNeil should be seeing an at-bat in the first inning every game. And it doesn't make sense to me why he's batting sixth. Our lineup should go Nimmo. Marte, McNeil, Alonzo, Lindor, and all the rest of the idiots. And it doesn't make any sense to me why Eduardo Escobar is still a man. Brett Beatty is fantastic. We on Alvarez, Francisco Alvarez just had a he just had his uh season debut. He had a hit for us, but then the next game he struck out. He's very aggressive. And don't get me wrong, the kid's 21 years old. He's gonna, I think he's gonna be very good once he gets his plate discipline. But that at bat to end the game was just very bad. He swung at he swung at three balls. Josh Hader knew that that kid was going up there, wanted to win the game, and he threw seven balls over this kid's head, and he swung at three of them. It's insane. The Eduardo Escobar doesn't make sense to me at all. He's batting like a 132, and in spring he batted like a 117. I don't know why he's still on this team. Mark Canna, don't get me wrong, he's he has his games, he has good games and off games, so I'm not I'm not I don't mind him. Tomas Nito. Is a dumbass, <laughs> complete idiot. We had the base. No, there was a runner on first and third. Luis Guillorme laid down the most beautiful bun I've ever seen. Tomas Nito with a runner on first and third swung as hard as he can, as hard as he possibly can. And the ball went five feet and it landed fair. Like, that's insane. Tomas Nito should never touch a bat ever again in his life. Ever go no, sit in the ever. corner. So and dude, Max Max Scherzer, he had two very rough outings. His first two outings, he had a very good bounce back outing in his uh, first outing against the Padres. We 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 hit we hit you Darvish very good. I'm I think we only I think we only allowed two hits that night when Max Scherzer pitched. Uh, Tyler McGill, three and zero for us. He's like a one point six seven ERA. It's crazy to me how he was going to start off the year in Triple A. It's crazy because we would if he if he's not here right now if he's not on this team we're not positive no. no Tyler McGill has been arguably our best pitcher in my opinion he's our he's one or two it's either him or Sanga as one or two as our best pitchers as of right now Carlos Carrasco is absolute dog shit Max Scherzer we know how he how he could be he's gonna have his rough outings and his good outings every yeah. pitcher is. Carlos Carrasco should never touch a baseball ever again in his life. But how I said, and this team with the bases loaded, we had the bases loaded with no outs twice in two days, and we didn't score one run. This team is ridiculous, ridiculous. We're not aggressive. We're not aggressive early in the game with bases loaded and no outs. We're watching fastballs down the dick, but – Luis Alvarez, uh, not Luis Alvarez, Francisco Alvarez, Alvarez with runners on second and third is swinging that balls over his head and we lose the game. Like this team's ridiculous. Like I love this team, but it's ridiculous at this point. We hit so good one game and shit the other. Pete Alonso has six home runs and is batting a 225, I think. To, yeah, 250 with six home runs. So, so he, can't, he can't hit, but then when he hits, he's smashing them. Yeah. Like, like 
It's in, Lindor has 18 strikeouts. Luis Sarias has 22 hits. That is ridiculous. It pisses me off. He should not be our three-hitter. McNeil needs to bat in the first inning every game. I don't care what anyone says. Jeff McNeil needs to bat two or three on this team. It's a fact. Well, don't you guys have Nimmo batting nine? No. Seven. Yeah. We haven't batting six, McNeil. Six or seven, yeah. No, we, have batting third. we had him batting third uh, game. I think it was game, game – no, game one. Game one, we had him batting third. And we dicked on Darvish, killed Darvish. We had him batting third because Marte tweaked his neck against the Marlins in, in a slide against Segura, went into Segura. And we had – our lineup was Nimmo, uh, Nimmo Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo, Vogelback, Canna, Fam, Escobar, Nito. Like that seven through nine is absolutely atrocious. But you got Danny Burgers though. That's yeah. and oh, it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense to me how they could put someone after Pete Alonzo that isn't Jeff McNeil. It, it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. You could pitch around a lot. You could pitch around Alonzo so easily to face Daniel Vogelback. And what's Daniel Vogelback gonna do? Please tell me. Not, not Nothing. Not a damn thing. This team pisses me the hell off. Pisses me the hell off. And I promise you, if Justin Verlander comes back and he's not the Justin Verlander that I know and he's looking like – and he's mm, – He's looking like Max Scherzer? Yeah, and he's looking like Max Scherzer. I'm going to snap out. I'm going to snap. If Kodai Senga is our best pitcher in his rookie year, I'm going to freak. As, as long as you got Kodai Senga still pitching good, yeah, but you don't use him once every few days. You can't rely on him the whole season. So, I mean, Max Scherzer's got to finish it, figure his shit out. I mean, he's Max Scherzer. I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in the league. He's just, just not, just doesn't have it yet this year. And, and how I said with Alvarez, like, obviously, it's great that he's in the bigs. It's great that he's in the majors. He's going to see at bats. But to have Ronnie Mauricio in the minor leagues and Brett Beatty and not to not let them see big league at bats is insane. They're gonna be they're gonna be a part of us. And I think if we make the playoffs, which I think everyone thinks we are, we they're gonna be a part of that team, I think. Ronnie Mauricio and Brett Beatty will be a part of the Mets playoff team because Eduardo Escobar cannot hit. Daniel no. Vogelback cannot be a DH for a for a playoff team. He cannot. No. I'm surprised they didn't bring Brett Beatty up yet. Yeah, that was surprising to put him on our opening day. Brett Beatty or Ronnie Mauricio up yet. Or even Vientos. Like it's nuts. It's disgusting, but then we ra- but we rather have Omar Narvaez and Tom and Tomas Nito batting for us. Like what? It's insane. Gotta love it. Mets will met. Absolutely. Well, that's spend- all we got. Wait, my bad. You spend three billion dollars in the in the off season, and you're still seven and six or something. Yeah, seven and six. Like, Seven and six, but now our next series is the, is the athletics. So I'm praying that we can sweep these idiots. If, if you play athletics to go seven and nine, we can't pump this episode. Yeah. I could all this shit on the raise for beating them. Yeah. If they happen to lose one game of the athletics, I'm freaking out. It's the athletics. I I put out the, the Mount Carmel, the Mount Carmel team and they beat them. Like what? <laughs> the Cougar C team. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Oh, yep. It's an interesting week in baseball. Yeah, it really is. 
Well, that's all we got for today, guys. Just a quick little 28-minute episode. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.